Yo, 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 what's up? Thanks for joining us today. You're going to get the real. Because remember, if it ain't the real, then what you working with? Talk. As always, baby, we in the man cave, living it up, feeling good. To my left, we got my man, Ego. What's up? Hey. How are you? <laughs> you feel me? I'm going to skip over somebody we got special, you know, back to back for y'all. I ain't think we had that in store, did y'all? And corner holding it down, as always, President Press. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? And... A sting guest number two. Oh, we got some shit for y'all tonight, baby. You ain't even know. But listen, I'm going to make sure he gets introduced the right way. Lenny, a.k.a. Uncle Bitcoin. If you didn't know, we're going to get into that real quick. You know what I'm saying? My man went to Temple, graduated, cherry in the white, baby. Dual degree in finance, international business. Worked at Wells Fargo, Vanguard, and numerous other banks and institutions under his account. Works currently in pension and retirement services. And, of course, he was one of the first to split us game on Bitcoin, hence the name. Uncle Bitcoin. That's the man right there. Guest of honor, baby. (laughs) Guest of honor. So today's episode, we're going to give you something that we really wanted to do for a long time. It's really hit home on a key fundamental aspect of what it's like living in America and trying to survive. It's your finance game, right? It's your mentality around finances. It's how well you you have that relationship with them. It's systems you got in place. And we got somebody right now that perfectly phoning <laughs> off at the right time to let us know that this nigga is here. <laughs> anyway, it's listen. It's all right. It's all it's good. It's perfect. Listen, because it's real shit. We don't get we don't, bullshit. We here to give y'all the real shit. But I say that to say we got Mandy Hour in the building to support that conversation. I'm excited about it because I know how big finances were for me in 2019. So to have somebody in-house that has that degree in it, that has that background, has that experience, has worked in a different uh, settings with finances, man, that's just one of the topics, but it's one I'm excited about. So if y'all know, and y'all ain't never did this before, bust you out a pen and paper, take some motherfucking notes, all right? <laughs> Boom, without further ado, <laughs> fellas, how y'all feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good. You good? We yeah, alive? We wide awake? I'm good. Man. Feeling great. Okay. <laughs> my man drinking on some shit. You know we got the red cups. My man, we here. Listen, it's the first time. We got the little purple tray out here, so y'all see how we get things done. Well, they get things done. I don't smoke. <laughs> but it is this. Each his own, baby. Each his own. My I'm a little behind today. I'm sorry. Hey, it's listen, we're going to get you all the real. Y'all already know that we smoke on the show. You know what I'm saying? So um, while we're having our discussion, you know what we like to do? My man, she's going to get the business done. Um, Correct. <laughs> but as far as um, like how I'm feeling, man. Yeah, uh, I gotta, you know what? Um, we can try to get into this topic right here, but um, I gotta give credit to him because you know this is my uncle, everybody. Okay. Um, but he's actually the first person that actually got me into investing. Okay. Um, and the most important thing about that is because um, once he started telling me about like you know, bro, you gotta start investing in these types of stocks, you gotta start doing things, these types of things with your money. The one thing that I realized was, yo, a lot of black people aren't doing this. Um, which kind of like uh, leads into um, what um, Eric was telling us about how um, CJ, if you want to throw the graphic up there, how the average, um, what was it? Uh, the average net- black wealth gap. Yeah, average, the yeah. wealth. I mean, it was net worth. Like right. The net average worth. net worth of like the average Caucasian family was like yeah. one hundred and forty thousand, mm-hmm. and the average What's net that, worth yeah. one hundred and seven thousand, um, one hundred and seven thousand, one hundred and seven thousand, and the average black family. Net worth is seventeen five. So it's Insane. ten times less, right? So that kind of leads me to my first question that I want to ask you: Do you have any idea or inkling, based off of your understanding with finances, um, why that is? 
like how we even got into that point where that disparity does exist is there racial implications Crazy on it question. is it of a lack of education is it a combination of both like what's your opinion on that it's a combination of both it's a combination of both but you go ahead well thanks for having <laughs> me first of thing first of all of um, always uh yeah it's a combination of everything i mean the system of course um, but rather than focus on time with the system, the system is the system. I think people overlook what they can do themselves right. and the power that they have themselves to fight the system or whatever it's right. up against. The market being up, the market being down, good economies, bad economies, certain principles and certain behaviors with money help people in the long term regardless of circumstances. Yeah, man. That's the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> like, I had to actually answer all the questions. Right. Yeah. yeah, so um, I guess with that, um, like, just try to give us like a very like simple answer to it. But it's like, why is it as like a black community we just don't know these things? You know, it's twenty twenty one. You know, we have the internet. Yep. You know, we have television. We have the stock channels. We have Fox Business. Um, we have certain websites we can go to. You know, we had the whole Robin Hood uh, situation going. So there's there's avenues for African Americans to start doing things with their money. Why do you think a like we're either hesitant or we're just ignorant to it? Uh, mainly because I think the rules of money and the acquisition of wealth usually taught in the home. It's not taught in school. Mm. And okay. if your parents haven't acquired any wealth or been able to keep any wealth or give you a house because they paid off their house, then you didn't, weren't able to learn that behavior at home. Same way with health, right? A lot of people on health like diabetes, it runs in a family because mm -hmm. a lot of people are the same bad eating habits, bad health habits in the mm -hmm. same family. Right. Same thing happens with, happens with money. If your parents were renting, your grandmother was renting, you probably have the goal of renting. Right. That makes sense. And not that renting is always bad, but same time, you're probably not looking at it. If you think acquiring material wealth, material things, cars, clothes, yeah. Yeah, jewelry. The, the wrong values are being taught. Yes. Yeah, definitely. The wrong and values are being too. taught. You know, I hang out with some of my friends, you know what I'm saying, and you know, no, nobody here, but you know, nobody here. But, uh, you know, I just have certain friends and they'd be like, yo, man, I want them new, Gu I want them new Gucci shoes. I want them new Louis Vuitton belts. Like that stuff right there, that, that, that stuff right there, that doesn't, that doesn't increase that value of that, what you're buying does not increase at all. That once you buy it, that shit is not worth what you bought it. Once you walk out of the yeah, store. Appreciation. Ruined, like, bro. yeah, that appreciation is ruined. People always got their minds on the wrong things. I want Gucci. I want Louis Vuitton. I want Prada. I want Fendi. You don't need all that stuff. Once right. again, that stuff is, is, is useless after you buy it. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with you. Like, those, the wrong values are being taught to our children. We're taught to them. We're, 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 like, we're teaching them. I don't even want to say we because I'm not teaching my kids that. But, but like, as a, black, as a black and brown community. Exactly. But as a black and brown community, you know, we are teaching our kids, you know, the objects, the materialistic things that we have are, 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 are what actually shows, you know, oh, he's what he, he got money because he got on those $250 uh, right, Jordans. Right, 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 right. He got money because he got on that Louis Vuitton belt. Yeah. And then they ha and they sag in half their pants off. They're just to, and like isn't that, that, that feeds yeah. the purpose? What a belt is for? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So me exactly. personally, I just I don't. I, the wrong values are being taught to our yeah. children, you know, and this is exactly why the average black family, you know, is it has a net worth of seventeen thousand dollars. 
I can honestly, if I wanted to, I could touch 17,000 in one month. You know, if you go out and grind, if you go out and grind, you can touch 17,000 in one month. You can touch 17,000 in one month. Anybody in this room can touch 17,000 in one month. And it's crazy that that's exactly the net worth of a black family. You look, I think you one look month's behind, worth. Look behind that, though. There's a lot of things. I don't know what Lenny you were about to say, but I know if you looked at it, it breaks it down. Like, okay, so what was the net worth? What does the net worth include, right? It's if a black household member and a white household member both make the same income, their net worths are different based on what is their expenses that they have, right? The fucking bullshit that depreciates, right? right? The fucking cars that you look, that you want to buy to depreciate or, that, or the house that you're still, whatever. Um, and then the white family is like, okay, well, what did you inherit? What, what other royalties have you got brought into? Even though you make the same amount of income, your net worth is substantially different because of the prior legacy right. that is left. Well, how, so my man, got, how my man say it? From baby boy, he said what he said. He said guns you got the, you get got guns your guns, guns and, and butter. butter baby. He got your guns and butter, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he straight said, right. you know, he said you go at your cars, clothes, jewelry, all that other bullshit, and it don't mean <laughs> shit after you buy it. Exactly, it don't mean shit after you buy it. You know what I'm saying? Interesting fact too that I also right. read from the paper. Right, the disparity happens once you get past I think the twenty, the twentieth percent up. So the the lowest twenty percent between black whites and all nationalities are basically the same network mm-hmm. and then once you hit yeah. uh, a certain percent of income then the shit changes dramatically right so very super low class individuals are all basically the same between low you know black white brown but once you start getting also an age and also obviously as as um, you look for actual income right shit starts growing exponentially so mm-hmm. i think that's something to look at too that they're the only thing we're in the same category is if we're, we're both broke as fuck mm-hmm. right Right. Also, we spend more money. So yeah. what's funny is we, we spend, spend more money on on average. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even in Philadelphia, the minorities spend fifty five percent of the money in the city. Correct. Yeah, so it's like um, the I saw, people that don't have money spend the most money. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the yeah. exact. Uh, I you forget shit that you don't have. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I'm very passionate about yeah. the subject. <laughs> no, that's, that's, hey, bro, I get it too. We're all in the same. It's corny. We're all in the same boat about it. We all learn from the same type of ideals. Yeah. I did see this one specific, I mean, this one statistic one time where it was like the average African American holds on to $100 for like eight hours. What'd you do with it? Spend that shit immediately, cuz? That's, That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Like, it was the average African American holds on to $100 for eight hours. And then I'm definitely grossly exaggerating the numbers on here, but it was, I'm definitely in the ballpark somewhere. Um, and then it was for like a, um, an Indian family, it was like a month. Yeah. That's how crazy yeah, it was. Yeah. And it was like for a Caucasian family, it was it was a couple months. Yeah. Um because I, I think one thing and it's the hardest thing to understand because um you only know what you know, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you keep swimming inside the same four meters, you don't know if you're inside of a pool or the ocean. Right. Because you keep swimming in that same amount of water, right? right? It's the same type of thinking when it comes to African Americans when it comes to the money that we spend. We don't really know the true concept of what an actual dollar is and what a dollar can do. Um, one of the uh, uh, one of the things that you told me before, actually, um, to teach the concept of money and like the difference between like spending just to spend and spending to invest, right? Mm. Um, let's say that you bought one T-shirt from H and M a month, and that T-shirt was thirty dollars, right? So you bought a thirty dollar T-shirt every single month. You spent $360 on t-shirts. 
The only thing that you got back in return off that $360 that you spent is 12 t-shirts, right? Okay. Now, if you could have had enough self-control, right, enough self-control to say, hey, you know what? I got other clothes in my closet. I don't really need these additional 12 t-shirts, even though they're in style, even though this is what everybody else is doing. I don't really need that. And you took that same $30 and you bought a stock of AT&T, mm. right? That's 12 shares of AT&T. That's 50 cents that they're, get, they're giving you for every share that you own. Yeah. That's $6. For nothing and what do you get from at&t they're paying you they're paying you 50 cents per each share that you own so per that quarter. Yeah, per quarter. um per right. quarter yep so yeah they pay you um dividends um four times a year right in the right. amount of 50 cents um and somebody like somebody who doesn't understand the concept of investing they're like well why would i want 50 cents for that share mm. right until you you train your mind to say well, I'm gonna keep buying thirty dollars. I mean, I'm gonna keep buying one share of AT and T until my dividend is enough to buy that share of AT and T. So now that initial three hundred and sixty dollars that you put in, or whatever that you put in, eventually you're gonna get to a point where what you're already making off of that is being compounded back into buying more, right. and then you're making more off of that. That's so it's like your original dollar is growing into an actual money tree. You know what I mean? But we don't think that way. We think, oh, I need this for I need to spend my money on this because this this T shirt is what thirty dollars is actually worth in value. Mm. But in reality it's not worth anything at all. Right. So I think the biggest no, I um I think the biggest thing that uh, and I wanna get everybody's opinion on it, right? I wanna get everybody's opinion. Um don't be afraid to talk. Um <laughs> but uh you know what I'm saying don't be afraid to talk on here, bro. We wanna give everybody the real. It is what it is. Um we uh one concept that needs to be discussed is what is money and why are we slaves to it mm-hmm. you know what i mean like why are we we i feel like whether it was the school that you grew up in i mean that you uh, learned in or the household that you grew up in we are subconsciously being taught the same lessons of you gotta work in order to you you gotta work physically to get money we never learn how to use our money to work for us. That's what Lenny was saying. It's not passed down, right? Yeah. It's some shit that you it's, know. That, yeah, I mean, that's that basically I'm like stumble it. the fuck across and, and like be like, oh, I got to teach this to all my niggas. And then, you know, I feel like that's just now happening, essentially. A lot of ways because of the internet and information is out there. The, the democratization of information, yeah. that's definitely affecting it. And, there, and a lot of people are speaking about it more. It doesn't matter how much people speak about it. doesn't matter how much people talk about it. Like one of the things that I think black people need to learn most of all, or not just black people, people of any class that aren't acquiring money, is the value of money with time. So like what he was saying, a share of AT&T, $2. It's not financial advice, it's just an example. But they pay $2.04 per share, right? They're about $29 a share. They That's an asset that pays you. That's four times a year. That's 40 times over 10 years. Ultimately, people need to buy stuff that pays them money versus things that cost them money. Yeah. A car costs you money to maintain. It costs you money to keep. You do get the utility out of it. It's an economic plus. I'm not saying that, but jewelry, um, the extra TV in your house, the extra iPad, that costs. It brings some comfort or it brings some benefit, but usually it costs and it costs over the long haul. And the same person will look at $29 from AT&T and $2 a year, which I looked at it the same thing. It's $2 a year. It's not shit. Yeah. It's not shit. It's not really worth talking about it. 
but um, ultimately $2 a year every year. Right. We got to lose, think, though. Sorry. You got to think bigger than that. It's $2, $2 each time. Mm, $2 right. each time. $2 each time. Warren Buffett started, he bought his first share in Coca-Cola at 12 years old. His last dividend payment was $16 million. So it was like somewhere along the line, right? He right. started and his first dividend payment was like 20 cents. Right. So if you worried, if you just count it, and if you look at money for what it is right now, and you only could see money for what it is right now and what it could do for you right now, you missed the biggest value, the biggest portion of its value. Money's value is tied with time. That's why your job pays you in time. That's why you look to make money over in time. So money, because even the glob of money, like you could get a million dollars right now, but ultimately if you don't have no way to replenish that yeah. and you're not living within those means, right. you'll, be, you'll need a million dollars more. And that's why you see lottery people always need money. That's why you see people that made millions of dollars athletes. Yeah. And they can end up being bankrupt. T.O. went broke. Because yeah. the thing is, is you can always <clears throat> spend money. Like, I'll tell you right now, I'm not necessarily all the way a professional at making money. Like, I still have things to learn. I'm a professional at spending money. And most people are. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, most people are probably spending like money. Yeah, <laughs> You know, so for sure. you we all got a thousand great. ways to spend money, and we yeah. all got people we love that spend right. it for us. You know. So, and what we all don't have is enough money or enough things paying us. So, even if you got a hundred shares in AT and T, you know, paying you that two hundred dollars right. a year, that's something that you're waking up for. That's two hundred dollars next year you're waking up for. You don't have to work for. Right. Yeah. And that's ultimately where we need to get to. The more money you don't have to work for, the less you have to work with time. Right. We're not, and we're not taught these values at a young age. And it's crazy because, you know, growing up, you know, if your parents, your grandmother, whoever it was, they gave you a dollar, gave you two dollars, gave you five dollars. Mm -hmm. What was the first thing you did? You ran to the corner, corner store. store. Yeah. You went right to the corner Shit, store. I get by you know what I'm saying? Hug you. Yeah. Right. The, right. The, the, the bag of chips with the bag of chips, on right? Them. Right. Twenty five cents. But you know what we should have had growing up was that person, was that uncle. We should have had that person <laughs> that should have grabbed you. Right. We should have had that person to stop this right before we went out the door and goes like this. How can you turn that $5 I just gave to you? How are you going to turn that into $10? That's how important. Are you, yeah. Right. Like, you know, like, you have to ask these questions. Yeah. And I believe that I'm going to incorporate that when, I, when my kids ask me for money. I'm going to give it to you. But now my question is to you now. The money that I just gave to you, how are you going to double it? Right. Yeah. What are you going to do to make more money so you don't even have to ask me for shit? Without so you practice. can look back on my life yeah. and be like, my dad wasn't successful, but I was because he taught me the values. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's not about giving your kids money or giving them a house that you bought or giving them a car that you bought. Sometimes the most important thing that you could teach your kid is the value of something. Value. The value yeah. of a dollar. Now, I believe yeah. that this is a circus that we're in of a world with when it comes down to money because we spend it, we earn it. We spend it, we earn it. We spend it, we earn it. So I believe it's a circus. But at the end of the day, it's a circus that we have to participate in. And since we have to participate in it, you might as well learn the value of it. Because I'm not working in a circus unless you tell me how much money I'm making. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, learn the values, teach the values, yeah. and understand them, and get it out to your kids so they can actually be better than what we were. Because me, even though I want my kids to be better, because I struggled growing up. It wasn't mm -hmm. easy. Talk to them. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, and you know, I'm pro I could probably say the same thing for everybody at this table. It wasn't easy growing up. You know what I'm saying? We all have disadvantages and we all have certain advantages. But at the end of the day, you got to realize what they are, overachieve them, and at the end of the day, learn your values. You know, true That's story, cool. bro. Um, I was actually kind of proud. It was a proud moment as a parent. Um, 
So my uh, my mother, my daughter's grandmother, um, gives her twenty dollars, right? And right. she tells me she's like, "Hey, Dad, Grandma just gave me twenty dollars, right?" So first thing I tell her is save it. Now the value in that is my parents. I love my parents to death. They never told me to save the money when I got never. It. They were like, <laughs> "You might as well go on and get this thing while you." I don't even it. think save right. was in my family's vocabulary. Nope, it <laughs> Steel was. I thought it was in the savings account. Right. Go back next day right. with the money at. So ten years um, old, that gets going. Couple days get hold. Couple days goes by. You know, uh, my daughter. She's hanging out with her grandmother, and my grandmother goes and says she was like, "Leah, don't you?" Like they were at the store or something. She was like, "Did I just give you some money the other day? Use that." And I love my daughter because what she says out of her mouth is, "But daddy told me to save it." Right. So she saved it. Right. Well, you teaching the value. You teaching <laughs> yeah. the value. You know what I'm saying? You teaching the value. And she's 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 nine years old, bro. Now, nine. And it's twenty dollars to her is probably a lot of money in the in, right. in her mind, right? Twenty dollars is probably a lot in her mind. Yeah. And now she doesn't even know, like she doesn't even know why. She doesn't understand why I right. told her to save it, right? Um, she doesn't understand why um, her mother and I are doing certain things with money. She doesn't get it, and I don't expect her to. She's nine years old. But when she's eighteen, and she says, "Wow, I remember my parents told me this at mm-hmm. nine. I ain't get it then, but now I can pay for college in cash." Yeah. yeah. Did you? Did you <laughs> do you give? A, do you? Did you give your daughter an allowance? No, no, okay. I buy now, my daughter stock. Now I'll tell you, right, right. I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not trying to put you on blast. I'm just, no, I'll tell like, you what I do. I tell, I buy my daughter stock. Correct. All right. Yeah. I was just because asking. listen, listen, listen. I don't want her thinking that no, and I want to say this clearly. I knew um, this answer. That's why I asked. You. Right. <laughs> I, I don't want her thinking that she has to do certain physical actions to receive money. Right. I don't want her thinking that she has to use her body like in any way, work. shape, or form. Right, work, physical labor of any degree. Right, I don't think want her thinking that she has to do that for money. I want her thinking, what can I do with this money so it can do things with for for me? Sure, sure. you know what I mean. There's a lot of people out here that nah. never worked a day in their life that made a lot more money than people that worked for eighty years or forty years. Like sure. nine to five labor and shit. What are you about to say? Well, he, I wouldn't mention what he said about the circus and money being a circus. In a lot of ways, like I think one of the things that most people don't understand about money is it's, um, and not to get deep or crazy, but. Nah, get deep, don't be scared. Here, get deep. I mean, money's energy. You know, Money is energy. Like, okay. like everybody's talking about. I'm, I'm getting up. I'm chasing that bag. I'm right. chasing that bag. And it's like, well, like what he was talking about. The person that thinks about making a system or thinks about an idea that can help someone or a problem that can serve a community. Right. They're coming up with something that that attracts money. They don't have to chase it. Like good ideas don't chase money. Right. Money chase good ideas. Right. Yeah. You know, people that mm, work hard. Say that one more time. Say that one more time. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a bar. <laughs> can you repeat that? Hit it again. <laughs> Hit it again. Like, good, good ideas. Like, money chases good ideas. Right. You know what I mean? Like, money, right. there's there's people out there with money looking for things to invest it in. Right. Things that are good, things that are going to help people, things that are going to bring back return right. on investment. And mm-hmm. if it's a good idea, it's going to bring back a return on investment. So you have plenty of people and plenty of money. I mean, that's what Shark Tank is. Mm. Just on the Shark Tank, on the stage, right? There's almost $100 million at access to everybody here. What's Shark right. Tank? Like, I know a lot of our viewers probably don't even know what Shark Tank is. No, just Shark Tank, the TV show on TV. I'm not bigging them up, but the Shark Tank show, the yeah, people, people go on there, they pitch an idea. Right. Okay. Those people, they're getting paid to be on the show, but ultimately they're on the show, the main on the show to find an idea, right. find a product or find a service that's worth investing in. That can yeah. make them more money with the money that they have. Right. They're constantly looking for more aggressive ways to bring I'm back sorry, a return on the money that they have. That's why they're rich. 
That's basically you know? what the stock market <laughs> is, though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stock- in, a, in a grand scheme, in, in a, I mean, on a, on a much yeah. larger scale, that's pretty much what the whole concept is for those <coughs> that are listening that really don't understand what the stock market is. The reason why, like, you will put money into a certain company is because you believe that it has potential. Mm-hmm. And the thing that they're missing is the capital. That's where right. the investments come into play because that helps them grow. So, um, to Lenny's point, that's why if you're not investing, that's what the true value of it is. So, it's like, imagine, like... Um, I forget because I, I was young. Amazon started as a book company, right? Mm-hmm. It was just Jeff Bezos saying, "Hey, you know, instead of going to Barnes and Noble, go on the new dot com area, go to this website, and get that book that you want." Right? Who I don't even know. Do you know what their first, what, uh, what their IPO was? Oh. It had to be thirty three dollars something. It was right. below five dollars. Listen, <laughs> I mean, it's and they're probably and, and the crazy thing is they're trading at like over three thousand dollars a day. I mean, I, there's millions of dollars being made on the stock market every single day. It's yeah. and the stock market is one vehicle. I mean, in, investing in treasuries, investing in bear bonds, having a term life insurance or whole life insurance. What is a uh, money is constantly losing value. I mean, if like just I, I love the stimulus. I know everybody wants the minimum wage to go up. The stimulus talks is great. Um, money's constantly losing value. You don't want the minimum wage to go up. It's only going to hurt inflation. We have inflation now. Right. You, 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 increase you, I, increase you, minimum wage. Right? Turn it everything else increases. You already see that. You already see gas three dollars. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? In, like inflation you, is too many dollars. Is that, chasing is that inflation too many or is that goods. demand? No, that's inflation. Inflation. inflation is too many dollars chasing too few goods. There's nothing happened to the supply of oil in the last year. Oh. Nothing. The supply of oil, the production of oil, all of that is steady. There's, more There's nothing really it. happening to the demand for oil. Right. There's not no real spike, no big population growth, and no new cars. In fact, people are driving Teslas. So why is the price of oil going up? The price of oil is going up because the money supply is expanding. The money ex- supply expanding decreases the value. Of the money, you know, it increases the value of assets. Facts, man. Liabilities are going to go down in price. Assets will increase. And you know what the you know what the scariest thing is, and I don't think a lot of people in real time are thinking about it. Um, You know, it's a it was probably it was definitely a blessing to you know all the families that were able to benefit from on 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 a. in the short scheme of things, you know, you got to pay your bills. So it was a blessing to families, you know, to receive some of the aid that they received from through the government, government right? Yeah. Whether it was through unemployment, whether it was through PUA, regardless, <laughs> whatever it was, you know, a lot of people benefited from it. And I'm happy for people that did. But my fear is this, you know, um, just like we said a little bit ago, if you touch more money, you're just going to end up spending more money if you don't have the discipline to do the right, correct things with your money. So my fear is there's a lot of people that came up. And all those people did was take that money and put it right back into the billion dollar yeah. corporations. Right. right. And yeah. because of that, prices did rise. I, I, and I, at some point, those payments are going to stop. Corporations aren't going to pay you as much as what the government was giving you. But yeah. those prices are going to stay <coughs> high because we put it on that pedestal because we were just taking this and money it, that was being printed and putting it into those corporations. And then it goes to like certain basics of like economics. So let's <coughs> real quick. Like, we didn't like they're just more oranges didn't grow in florida last year like <laughs> the same number of oranges grew so like you could throw another billion dollars in the economy but there's only so many oranges there's only so many apples there was only so many cows to make so many steaks so mm. 
you could throw in two billion dollars to make everybody feel happy, but there's still only so many Delmonico steaks. And the price of Delmonico steaks is gonna go up. So throw in three billion. We're gonna, what we're gonna do is have a hundred dollar steaks at the grocery store. I wanna ask you a question. <laughs> I wanna right, this, this is the type of question <laughs> this 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 question fucks me up. Uh and I wanna hear both of y'all answers on it, just y'all two. Um hmm? what is money? Like what is it? Oh man, what you want? You want to go first? All right, so money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is money? All right, so to me, actually, I really agree with what you said about money being energy. Uh, Lenny, I was actually waiting to comment on that. Um, money, I feel like, is opportunity uh, for me. Money is opportunity. It holds a certain value that we ass that we assign it. Uh, it can work for us. It can work against us. Again, based on the holders come from um if we decided every day we decided today that instead of money being the trade uh we're gonna trade uh uh fucking carpet my carpet's gonna be a square foot of carpet is gonna be worth a dollar it's gonna be worth this this and this so we just assign money the value that you know because we agreed on it um the other point is i feel like i know <clears throat> i'm not really gonna answer your question anymore but uh, abundance mentality versus like scarcity, right? So if you mm -hmm. feel like there's always lack of money, lack of something, I have to chase it, right? Mm -hmm. Versus like it's abundant, it's everywhere. Like you said, there's millions and millions of dollars getting exchanged in the stock market every day. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's out there. There's plenty of money. If they can print more. There's, there's a lot in circulation. If you have that mentality that if the money's out there, then I have an opportunity to receive it. I have an opportunity to do what I want for it versus there's lack, there's lack of or less than. I hear my grandma talk about this shit all the time. I love you. I hear other friends talk about it like, oh, you know, I ain't got enough money. Like, nah, I got to think like this. Like, I got to hold on. Like, I got to hold on to it, but not holding on to it because I'm going to do something with it from a scarcity mentality. Okay. Right? Versus talking about learning and getting taught. Like, you said you learned a lot from your uncle. White people learned a lot from their family. Right. Nobody just picked up a book and was like, hey, dad, I'm going to fucking... No, white <clears> kid from... The fucking 1700s was like, yo, dad, I'm, I picked up this book and I'm deciding to start investing and shit. No, nah, he got taught, little Jimmy, little Jimmy, take this nickel and go do something. Like, you give your daughter $20. Right. So I feel like that's a, I just want, I'm, I'm kind of circling back because I had some shit to add. But no, to answer your you. question, that, that was my answer, if you remember what I said. All right. I'm going, because I'm going somewhere with <laughs> okay. it, but I want to get Eric's answer. The intellect, first. man, he's got some shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's because the only reason <laughs> is because it's a subject that I feel strongly about. Um, oh. To me, in my personal opinion, and I might get a little deep for y'all, but whatever. Uh, I believe money is a fabrication. Um, we are forced to believe that this piece of paper holds value and we need it to survive and we need it to do everything else. Mm -hmm. And I just, I believe when it comes down to that, it's kind of like, you know, like a kid when you grow up and they want you to believe in Santa Claus. You know what I'm saying? They want you to believe that this great thing exists. You know, this great person that just goes around to every fucking house every year and drops down your chimney and just gives you free shit. It sounds good, but it ain't like that. <laughs> it sounds good, but it ain't like that. But it's just like that because we all are still believing in Santa Claus when it comes down to money. Okay. Because honestly, before these times, you know, it was, it was gold. That holds the value. Gold is the real question. Like, so at the end of the day, it's like, put it like this, gold is stocks right and paper money is just air you know what i'm saying and some of us can't breathe 
Mm. And 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 it's a crazy it's crazy because we are forced to believe this. Now understand it's just the way the world works. It's all it is. It's just the way the world works. So we have to get money. You know what I'm saying? We have to because that's what we are forced to believe. You know what I'm saying? That is what holds value. But stocks is where it's at. Because at the end of the day, stocks, once again, is what? Gold. Because gold is what's value, more valuable than money. So to me, money is just a fabrication. We, we all are forced to believe this fake-ass piece of paper is <coughs> with, a, with, a, with a president on it. Because you, you got to understand this. Money is also evil. If you have money, you can get off of murder these days. <clears throat> OJ. <laughs> you gotta yeah. think about that shit money like all that shit you're forced to believe this shit that's what money can do for you that's what money is forced you like morning you can get off of murder for can, with can money on the flip side too like you can change people's lives you can change like people's Akon, lives Akon went to africa and fucking built correct like 600 correct you know what i'm saying and because we are forced to believe we need money to do these great things you know, like, and that's the point to me. We don't, we don't need money to do great things. I agree with you for sure. And and that's why to me it's a fucking fabrication. <laughs> I need house to. I I need money to, to live, to have a house over my head. Because you guess what? This is guy. This is I'm going to show you how much money means to everybody. If you just pick a wild field, you know what I'm saying. Just go to any field public property build a house who's coming to see you the next day when you build that house uncle, uncle fucking sam right. they want something for their land because you built something on that shit yeah. i can't just go and build a house i started this shit from scratch yeah. now i gotta pay you to keep it here yeah. that's some bullshit <laughs> money is a fucking fabrication and yeah Money buys us great things, though, so, you know, live it up. But understand, <laughs> you know, live it up. I'm not hating on nobody. It's not like I'm a broke nigga, because I'm not. But at the end of the day, we are forced to believe this shit. And we're just all believing in Santa Claus right now. That's all it is. Circus, right, like where were you going? It's a circle game. It's all it is. Circus. Circus. You're going in circles. Yeah, yeah. He got his one-liner watch. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, that's what that that's why he's my nigga, bro. Because I was gonna go that same direction. That's why you my nigga, bro. And the reason why I would say that there's two reasons, right? There's two reasons. Um, to me, money is money is definitely fake. It's not even a belief. It's just an actual reality. When you actually, you know, take your opinions aside and you just look at it at face value, what it is, it's fucking fake. Um, the first the first time that I learned that money was fake and it really didn't mean shit was in the movie Titanic. Real shit. Um, anybody that ever saw the movie Titanic, when the boat when the boat started to like when the boat broke in half, right, and it was starting to sink and all of that shit, the one dude tried to uh, give the boy money for like uh, space on the boat, on the boat right? Room. And he's like, "Here, I'll give you a thousands, a thousand. This is like nineteen ten, right?" So he's like, "Here, here's a thousand dollars, right?" Million dollars. Yeah, gave this nigga a lot of money just to insure himself some passage onto a boat, right? Everything starts going bad. There's no more boats left. Dude's like, yo, I just gave you all this money. Um, where's my boat? Blah, 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 blah. You know what dude does? He just takes that brain. He just throws it right fucking back at him. Right? 
Because he understood that in reality, the certain circumstances that he was in, that shit didn't fucking matter. That money wasn't going to move mountains for him. That money was just an agreed upon exchange of a service. Right. Right. So um, because the craziest thing is this. Right. Think about a bank transfer. Right. You got Wells Fargo. I got Citizens Bank. You sell me some money. Right. Did Wells Fargo physically give Citizens Bank anything? No. Or did somebody just delete the number 100 and somebody just edit your account and, I mean, edited my account and then put another 100 there? Was there any exchange of anything physical? Uh, No, physically not. I don't know how they do it electronically, though. I don't know. Maybe you can give us some insight. It's a deletion. <laughs> oh, it's, I, I, really, I don't fuck bro. <laughs> Blockchain. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a delete. Listen, it's a deletion in one person system. Okay. It's an addition in another person system. It is. Okay. It's a ledger balance. There's no physical. There's just no physical exchange, bro. Yeah. Money is fake. Check this out. This, this is this is how so this is how so much we are in a trance that we are forced to believe one thing. Watch this. Watch this. My man Lenny, who taught you about stocks? How did you learn? You taught yourself. Yeah. We're forced to believe that we have to pay to learn. What happens before you go to college? You can go to a great college, have that shit on your resume, but what did you have to do to go there? We're forced to believe that we have to pay. To learn. My man taught himself about stocks. You can learn anything these days by your fucking self. But now we have to pay to learn because that little piece of paper with a degree, which well, has your name on it, means so much. A lot of people just confuse certifications with intelligence. They do that a lot. So, I'm saying it's not right? that people have certifications or they have a degree. They're right. not intelligent. They definitely are. But... Because they had the money. Mo- a lot of people are putting their life on pause to say, well, when I get the money to go to college. And, I mean, life hack right here. You could just go on most. If you want to go to college and you want to go to school for communications or investment, go to the school you're looking at. Go to the website. Look up the syllabus. Read the books. <laughs> read the books? <laughs> How many niggas watching right now? I'm like, I could have saved eight. Just saying, right? <laughs> <laughs> read the books. Listen. Yeah. I'm a firm become a Just to put this out there, um, I, I agree with everything being said, but I do believe school, like at least secondary education, is 100% necessary if you're a STEM major. You know, science, technology, engineering, yeah. or mathematics, you need to go to school, you need to learn from a professional, you need to get taught, and you need to be able to regurgitate that shit. Because that's the shit that actually moves society forward, right? Yeah, that's important. So, that's it, though. But everything else, like a communications degree, like I, why I, do I gotta have a degree from Villanova to be able to go on ESPN and be able to battle? Yeah, Stephen again, a. Smith I go on one, my sports and elect. I say one step further. Again, it's like certifications. Like again, not always four four year degree doesn't always close the deal. A lot of people in certifications. A lot of brothers and sisters came straight out of the military with no degree and no certification, and they got more skills than master degree kids. Kids coming out with masters. I mean, you went to the military and you did en- computer engineering. I, I take that over a kid that uh, just did four years with no experience. And that's what happens in corporate America all the time. So they, they got us believing in certain certifications that they're going to give us certain things. And they're not. We live in a capitalist society where everybody's competing. Everybody wants more of everything. More free time, more money, more luxury, more houses, more time with their family, more time with their kids. And in order to be competitive in a society, you're going to have to invest in yourself. So Mm. before we get to investing in stocks or investing in houses or all these other things, 
biggest thing you should do is be investing in yourself. Mm. Investing in eating, investing in oh. your health, investing in your time, investing in what you do and read, investing in your vocation so that, that you can earn money. So we could talk about stocks all day, but if you're not really working towards your passion and earning enough money that you can start progressing in a certain direction, stocks and insurance won't make a difference. Fuck them Gucci belts. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but uh, yeah, yeah, fuck the Gucci belts. And, um, I mean, a lot of people put more stock into their car. They put more stock into their Lexus or BMW or more stock into their Gucci loafers or a Gucci belt than they do their own health or finances yeah, key, or their own children. Society got you thinking that you got to compete with everybody for your appearance to the world. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yo, I feel like more people put money into keeping a, fa a facade alive than they do of actually creating and, and and improving the actual baseline who they are. Mm -hmm. That to me is crazy. I tweeted yeah, this yesterday. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I'm seeing niggas put more money into like looking a certain way and holding it and keeping that image versus really just improving them from a fundamental core level, like a root level. I'm gonna keep it a beam, bro. With the health and shit. I was that type of person, and on some day you catch me on the right day, I might still be that person. It's no because because the reality is this because because um. We all grew up that way. Like, but at a certain point in your adulthood, you have to get to a point where it's like, you have to understand what is and what isn't working for you yeah. internally. Um, and are you really heading the, in the direction of where you want to go? Are you doing the certain things that you feel as though that you need to be doing? Um, but it's hard getting to that point because, you know, you were conditioned. You know, school <clears throat> is, school pretty much, um, like K through 12 is nothing but just, you're measured on behaviors. Babysitting. Pretty, yeah. Are y'all, do y'all, y'all, y'all seen the Higher Learning? Any of y'all? What's that? The movie yeah. Higher Learning? No. No, I have not. Okay. Right. But it's on game. So that, okay. But it's on game. No, it, it's Omar Epps, you know, John Singleton, 90s movie, like in the school days, you know, okay. Boys in the Hood era. But at the end of that movie, it's about a, a, a black kid from Compton and he goes to college and kind of like the culture shock and exchange of going to college. Remy. Right, mm -hmm. Remy's in there. Michael okay. Rappaport plays Remy. Okay. Classic, yeah, classic. Racist white kid in college. Ice cubes in and everything. Uh, classic movie. But at the end of the movie, the movie, they put and John Singleton puts it right at the right before the credit starts. It goes unlearn, relearn. Mm -hmm. And it's like like you said, a lot of the stuff when we come up. One of the things that helped me when my transition biggest was that I had to let go of most of the stuff that I was taught growing up was just lies yeah. like I grew up in gang era Pittsburgh in the 90s and most of that shit was just lies talk you know what I mean and it's just it was just it was just lies like the value system the outlook it was just lies and like it was just lies and bullshit when did you wake up to that mm. when did you like realize that okay this isn't it when I looked at the overall product of it I got a lot of I got too many friends, too many friends I call close associates that are in here, you know what I mean? And way more locked up. And then um, <clears throat> you see the long term of it. It's been like 15, 20 years and there's nothing, the good that comes out of it, there is some good, there is some unity and bonding, but it's outweighed by the violence and the, and the shortcomings. And like we could have the same camaraderie and the same family feeling and the same group without the same violence and the same adversary that we have. Like, there's a fighting and a bickering in the crews. Like, I'm from Pittsburgh where it was going down all the time, so it's hilarious when I see cats in New York doing it now. You know, mm -hmm. I find it hilarious. 
because it was like in the same same time in the 90s they thought they were, they were too cool to be worried about gangs or colors and then now we i see kids from new york talking about but being bloods or crips you know it's one thing being country pittsburgh doing that but those are like the ignorant things that we we condone and we push when there's same kid trying to figure out there's some kid trying to hustle at the gas station pumping gas or you know trying yeah. to sell papers or trying to sell his t-shirts or something and he gets overlooked and we give the attention to the wrong the wrong stuff what you think about man you good I'm good. I'm high. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were pondering. I thought you, thought you had some questions. Yeah, no, I'm but, uh, just saying. That's, it's just like what we what we value. It's like yeah. another one sidebar, but it's all the people that go to Jamaica just to wear the different bathing suits right around the resort. Like, they never leave the resort. They never go see the culture. They never learn about the history or the island. Mm-hmm. They take their kids there, and they, they stunt right at the pool. It's amazing. And, they, <laughs> and the kids could be experiencing another country. That's why I didn't country. want to go to one of those places. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I definitely want to go to Jamaica in Jamaica and be in the mercy yeah, of Jamaican like, culture. Yeah, like, I want to eat the shit they eat. There, I want to yeah. drink the shit they drink. I want to sleep how they sleep. I want to whatever you know. I want to try to learn some language and shit. Like I want to be immersed in the customs, not stay at a resort all the time. You yeah, know what I'm well, it's like one of the things I think we could do for our kids is lessons and experience yeah. more than yeah. materials agree, and, agree. and travel. toys. Yes. Travel, yeah. though. The tra- all, all traveling does is just broaden your concept and horizon of what you think the world actually is. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, like when we went to Barcelona, right? One of the quick things that we realized was, you know, everybody's not even getting their day started until noon. That shit was crazy. You know, like, <laughs> so hard to understand. Being up early was like an extinct to them. Like, yeah, yo, nobody's like, outside. They nothing. go out, They go out to. They they don't leave their house to pregame until like twelve one a.m. because nothing closes till six a.m. And then they sleep through breakfast and then shit reopens at like one p.m. Bro, and then that's when you see niggas outside. Like breakfast isn't even a thing; it doesn't even open. You couldn't go to Wawa to get a breakfast sandwich. They don't make breakfast. What is Wawa? Breakfast don't even. Well, you know what I'm saying. Right over there. And you know what? Listen, (laughs) and and if I could just be one hundred percent transparent, I contemplated wanting to smoke on this show, right? I contemplated doing it. I was like, then you know what? I was like, man, fuck that. I was in Barcelona. We was in the we was in the weed bar just chilling. People were getting off of work, coming in, rolling up their little paper joints with the laptops, getting yeah. their emails sent, just chilling, relaxing, people in suits and stuff. Right. And it's like America got their head so far up their ass. I don't, you know what I mean? It's so it's just you got to go and see those experiences to know that yo, the way that we go about shit really isn't that big of a fucking deal. We just make it one. Preach, press. Right. The other thing about the culture that really shocked me was it it, it, was, it was kind of twofold. Because when we first got there, it was what eight ten black folk, some nigga moments. But every yo, we were we as soon as we walked out, we, we we toured the area. Once we got to our hotel, we just walked around the block. But we were talking so loud that people from blocks down, like stopped and looked and like, what what is that? Like, what's going on? Because we were so boisterous. And like about being excited and shit, and he just stuck out like a sore thumb. Yep. But on the flip I was, side of it, I wasn't with them. I went to go find. Weed. He was in a crib. <laughs> I went to go find weed. I doing doing the huh? the oh, me and Tracy. Me and Tracy. What was the flip side though? What was the flip side? The flip side was as we were days in and started seeing our environment and our customs and shit, we started to kind of get a little more incorporated. Yep. But the like everybody was just so fucking like alive and yeah. together and talking about unity and being bonded and shit. It's like it didn't feel like after day like two, three, four, 
it didn't feel like we were just somewhere else. Of course, the experiences were overwhelming, but it didn't feel like we weren't welcome. Like, people were nice. People were, like, I've never had so many conversations in such a long time and learned so much about a person in a taxi ride. Yo. That shit was crazy. Like, giving me the spiel about the walls and, like, all that shit. Everybody would talk to you. Yeah, yeah it's insane. It's just like, yo, you're you know a human what? being. I'm going to talk to you. It's like yeah. custom mindset. Everything is, yo, it was wild. So and people are so over. nice over and there. And the pizza was fucking fantastic. Pizza in America was oh, trash. Trash. Garbage. Tr- yo. Trash. <laughs> pizza in America time. is trash. It is 100% trash. The craziest dynamic that I saw wow. at play, though. Listen. Craziest. <laughs> trash. Listen. Mm. Uh, I got to go to Barcelona. Yes, right. We live in, so we live in you Philadelphia. You just go to Spain, period. Right. Yeah, just go, go anywhere. Just you go, go in Spain, you go get the pizza. You go, just go get I'm, the pizza. I'm going to go see Messi at some point. I, I, COVID interrupted it. <laughs> right, yeah, I feel this year. you. Okay. This shit was cracked. I might go with you, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, I might go with I you. I got to see him before he retires. Yeah. Let me take my drink. <laughs> we here. You know how we got to side shit. Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, craziest, um, craziest dynamic at play, and I don't know if it relates or not, but... You know, you come here to America, you come to one of our cities, like Philadelphia, you see nothing but big corporations, you see billboards, mm-hmm. you see McDonald's, Burger King, you see all of these chains, you rarely <laughs> see the mom and pops, right? Yeah. Our dollar ain't shit. You go over to Barcelona, you see nothing but mom and pop spots, no billboards, barely no chains, no companies. We saw, one what, Burger one King. Burger King the whole time? One, and it was trash. By a hotel. Yeah. Trash. It's, I guess specifically by a hotel, right? <laughs> Why there's I like there's like three Burger Kings within ten miles yeah. of here. You there was like one, one block and everything immediately changed. The Burger King was literally right there, and then once you left our hotel block, everything was just like, now this is actually Barcelona. Actually, the food and the was euro amazing. was worth more than the American dollar. The yeah, that shit was a little so hard in the pocket. They had probably. less big business, more valuable currency. We have more big business, less valuable, less valuable currency. This is, I don't know if I don't know if it's related. It's just something that again, when you travel, you notice differences. You know, I love America. I just know it's not all. It's not the only place. It's not uh, authentic. Yeah, there's there's, there's other places <laughs> out here. So the there's one thing that you can do. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. America is not authentic. Yeah. No, no that experience was a beautiful fucking experience. And you said it like getting out and traveling opens up worlds of possibilities. And we say this a lot on this show, and I can't feel like we say it enough because of what opens up. Like nobody goes. And does looking into stocks, looking into investment, looking at how to make money do myself, do me from an old <laughs> mentality, from a stagnant mentality. Something about it is requiring change and you're taking a step outside your comfort zone to pick up a book you thought was maybe intimidating at first or pick up a bo- book that you thought maybe wasn't related to you or a, you weren't a person that it mattered to or could do anything with it. So you ha- like that whole idea, right? Going out and experience. It's in the same grouping of. Yo, you know what? I gotta take a step. I gotta do something new. I gotta have this new experience, mm-hmm. and I gotta start putting some work into things that you know that I that I value. You talk about value a lot. So like, and you talk about health and wellness and like the mind and like everything's fucking correlated. If you if you interview any rich motherfucker and ask him about his life experience or his life day to day, yeah, I make money. Yeah, I do this. But the other aspect is I have to make sure I invest in myself from a health standpoint. What am I eating? What I put in my body? What is fueling me? Uh, what is my emotional like? understanding and environment how am i making sure that i come home to a stressful environment how's my relationships right how's my my you know all of that goes into it and i think that's something that people overlook because you know it's not 
guess it's not cool. I don't know, man. I'm not sure. It's just, Say that, Swax. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm an exercise science major, so of course I look at things that I eat. I like yeah. to work out. So my perspective is skewed. So no, we, I think it's it, it goes down to, like, again, the value system. Yeah. Like, some people are valuing money, and since being healthy and eating good costs more money, mm-hmm. so if you don't have a lot of money, right, it's easier to go to McDonald's or go to Popeye's or go yeah. eat fast food, period than it is to go buy food and cook it. It takes more time to cook food. So it's like, it's kind of like people got to start learning the true effects of some of this stuff so they know why they have to take the time and why they have to sacrifice certain money for certain things. Like when you when you sacrifice to eat and take the time to cook at home, then you should know all the health stuff that you're probably saving yourself too. Because it's expensive to eat healthy, but it's expensive to be sick. Yeah, so, well, there you go. Good you know what I mean? So it's more expensive to be sick. So if, if, Testify. If, yeah, if you could take the time <laughs> and break it down, <laughs> you know, yeah. and kind of get the way your options instead of, and, and some of it is how we think about it and how we look at it. Like you guys were talking earlier about saving. Like he was telling a story about his daughter saving. Like it's great. It's beautiful. I love it. It's my niece. But like um, I'm terrible at saving. You know, like personally. Like for real. So like one of the things I had to do was just decide what I wanted to put money into more. Because mm. it's like, I, you know, money be burnt, trying to burn a hole in my pocket. So, like, there you go. I had to you start deciding. You know your weakness. Yeah, I had to start yeah. deciding, okay, what do I want to, instead of, like, wondering where my money went, started to budget so I could tell my money where I wanted to go. And that kind of helped me more than saying, like, we'll save for just some random day. It was like, mm. okay, not save. Um, I'm going ahead. I want to go ahead and build a, a, a dividend income, or I want to build another passive stream of income, or I want to use this to, as a as a penny bank to save up for my house. Should I call that, that saving? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it was like it, I look at it like spending because I don't have the money right now, and I don't see when I'm gonna be able to get the benefit I of having you. it. I think it's like that yeah. thing of giving out something and not getting something back. I think that's the main thing other people like I with that T-shirt. It's because when they give out that thirty dollars, they got a T-shirt in their hands. Sure. Like when they give out the show for it, right? Yeah. 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 And it was like when you start yeah. buying a house, or you're trying to start a business, or you're trying to build up an idea, yeah. it's not something you can hold in your hand. Right. You know. And that's sometimes why some people around you don't appreciate it. Like, like you guys are artists, right? You can come up with a song or a concept, and other people around you, they don't see it, they don't feel it, they don't appreciate it, right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it's your baby. It's like a real thing to you. So, and that's, you know, the, the part where it's mental. <laughs> so what do you feel like, I think, I think this is important because, you know, you have experience in finances and working in a bank. I know for me, and maybe you guys can attest to it too, and maybe when you first started, what were some of the things or, or some of the, the accounts? Like, so, like, I just realized in 2019, like, there are a lot of different accounts, quote, unquote. Like, niggas know, like, I got a checkings account. I got a savings, savings account. account. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. <laughs> right? That's how I thought. I was like, yeah, nigga, if you ain't spending it right now, you put it in savings. You may save it, you put it in your checking. And then I started learning about, like, investment accounts and, like, how they're, like, off IRAs and, like, 401ks and what is a 401k? And that your job, you know, uh, pays you for, you know, however you want to look at it, you know, whatever your job offers. And then like high uh, online high yield savings accounts, like match inflation rates and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And like that delved me into it. And I'm like, where where did you guys or what do you feel like um, is a place that maybe people can get the resources or 
you know, uh, maybe some recommendations on like a first starter like oh. account or something that you know, like oh, absolutely. Kind of take a you know, like a- an action, action everybody, action. everybody oh. over eighteen should have an IRA, a four hundred one k in the IRA or the same. Four hundred one k is just usually provided through your job. So when you get your job, your job will give you a four hundred one k. Um, if you ever move and leave that job, when you take that 401k with you, it turns into an IRA. An IRA just means it's individual. So, for example, I have an IRA. I don't have my original 401k. I've worked at several other places since I was 23. So, I have an IRA. And as I move to different jobs, those jobs I, I, I pay and I funnel into the IRA. I also have a Roth IRA, which is after tax. So, your IRA is mainly made up of pre-tax money coming out of your check. So you get your check every week. You can de- you can decide how much you want to defer into your balance before the government takes taxes out. Mm. So the government yeah, allows it's called a 402G limit. The government allows about nineteen thousand five hundred dollars to be invested every year, pre-tax. So as just as a point of starter for everybody, if you want to look at investing or get started investing, first thing you should do is take advantage of your 401k or your IRA. So it doesn't make sense to not invest in your company's 401k and take your whole check home and then put it in Robinhood. Because they usually match you to some degree, right? Exactly. They, they, your company will match you. Dollars, they'll match you. Mm-hmm. Right? You'll get Free vested money. with the match. And then, again, you get it pre-tax. So that lowers your annual income and lowers your tax liability for the following year. And it's a gimme from the government. So one of the positions I do now, most of the business owners that we that we represent in my current job, they, they max that 19.5 limit out. Like if they're, they're having a good year, it's the first thing they do is match it out for themselves and their wife. It's the first thing they do. And then everything else is the Roth and the insurance, yes. you know, treasury, buying another, reinvesting in a business, buying another property. But all of that second to after maxing out that pre-tax limit. Okay. The government's going to let you put 19000 away every year pr- without taxing it. It's the first there. thing you should do. Okay. So if you don't have a 401k, then you said do the IRA. Rock you should rock start rock. an IRA. I mean, you, okay. could, you could go to Vanguard's website and start an IRA there. Vanguard, not even just Vanguard, any one of your bank. If you bank anywhere you bank, your bank probably offers an IRA. And you could go to them. Another smart thing you could probably do to save yourself time, if you're ever looking to buy a car, don't go to a car dealership looking for money. This is another thing that black people do that annoys me. Um, you go to car yeah, dealerships. Shit, car mind. dealers sell cars. They're not good at making money. And any money that they find you, they buy the car they got there. They, they're they charging a finder fee. It's called dealer track. So the dealer, they have a software, and it goes out, takes your Social Security and your date of birth, and it goes out to all the banks, and it finds you a car loan for the car that you're trying to get. Mm. You could do it the other way around. Almost everybody has a bank account nowadays. You could go straight to your bank, get pre-approved for a car loan. You get pre decide if you want to buy a new car or, or a used car. Decide the money amount. They'll give you your payment. They'll give you the dollar amount right there. In some cases, they'll give you up to sixty thousand dollar check and tell you, well, if you spend thirty thousand, it's going to cost you four thirty nine a month. If you spend thirty five, it's going to cost you four eighty nine a month. Oh, and you know you have your money when you go in the door. So now you can talk to the car dealer about the car you want, and let them stay out of your pockets and talk about finding. Like most of these car dealers. Most of these car dealers don't know anything no, about any fucking either. money. That's why you, you almost everybody buys their car and they're happy for the first 30 days. And then yeah. when you got to pay your car, you're like, yo, what the fuck is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> I still say that. Yeah, and it's because you like a car salesman. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do your finances okay. so you don't have to do that. And it helps right. you buy a car cheaper. So you get your finances before you go in the door. 
You know, you get your you get a you get you can get a pre-approved check straight from your bank before you go in there. You could go do it all online. You get pre-approved. The bank actually ask you which branch you want to have your check printed out to. And you go straight to the go straight bank. Show your driver's license. Pick up your check. Then you go to the dealership and and look for your car. And then now you don't have to spend that time. You know, let's get the application. Trash. Actually, what you'll find out is they'll say, well, let's see the check first. They'll try to, you know, call your bluff and think you don't have the check. And the second thing they'll ask you is, well, let's see if our guys can beat your number. And almost always they can't just because they're trying to, again, get their little percentage point. That's some, that's some gold nuggets. Because, you know, I don't know about you, but when I decide to turn on the radio in the car, what it is? <laughs> get your ass down here to Roosevelt Boulevard. Whatever. <laughs> or, or whatever. Mitsubishi on uh, Roosevelt Bully or some shit. Or yeah. whatever. Uh, and, you know, we, zero down. Bad yeah. credit, no credit. It don't matter. We're going to get you with a new kid. Gary Barbera? Yeah, Gary Barbera's yeah. the best. Boy, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Fuck you, Gary Barbera. That's crazy. I, don't even, I never bought a car from you. Just show us that you make money. We'll get you a car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, because, you know, black people love to buy shit. And cars yeah. are usually shit, one of those shits. Um, that's a great fucking game. Definitely appreciate that nugget. I'm just like, all right, I'm glad I didn't grab a car. Recently, newly. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's crazy because in 2020 they said the average car note is about 525 dollars. <laughs> so that means people are buying cars they can't afford and spending too much money on them. Fucking riding a bicycle <laughs> everywhere because I don't know yeah. quadriceps would be shooting. Yeah. Below that, yeah, below that, and it's yeah. debt. But if you, can, <laughs> you know, it, it everybody. <laughs> but if you don't buy a car, you can also look at buying a house. At least houses acquire. You know, wealth with time. Yeah, yeah. And um, I guess the biggest thing about this day and age is almost everything can be monetized. So just like that car with that five hundred dollar car note, someone is using it for Uber or DoorDash or Instacart. That's true. You know, uh, or they're true. or they're renting it out on Toro. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that Bro, you know, they're monetizing the car. because I feel the pain of driving all fucking day to do that shit. Nah, because of my fucking up. car note. Oh, your car note. <laughs> yeah. Because you forget that I had a night. You forget that I had to. You forget that I had to. I'll give me a whole. You had a Camry, right? The Camry. And that wasn't even fully paid off. But since I had kids, had to get the truck. Yeah. Make it all back. That's funny. Because you said, oh, you said kids, right? So obviously, a lot of, you know, our population, we like, we have children, right? You know, there's a whole other topic for another discussion about, you know, that household and all that. But. What do, how do you how can you set your child up to be on the best platform? Because we talk about legacy, we talk about passion. Yeah. So what, in the same regard, you gave person about four hundred one k, the gold nugget for the car. What about someone you know, a family that has children? How can they get their best footing for them? Like set them up for the long term. Uh, I mean, I can answer that. Get the yeah, shit. yeah. Go ahead. Um, start first of all. One thing that we did was that uh, we got my daughter a stockpile account. Um, we created like a nice little investing account. Okay. Um, and one thing that I'm going to start doing is, um, and I told my daughter this. Um, one thing I'm personally going to do is like I'm still going to get my daughter stuff for her birthday and for Christmas and stuff, but majority of what I'm spending on her is going to be invested into her. Okay. You know, so um, that's one little behavioral change that I'm making because you know I'll go out and I'll spend three, four hundred dollars on some gifts. You know, minimum. You know what I mean? Now I must take that same money that I um, anticipated on spending on something physical mm-hmm. and, and putting it into our future. Um, 
And I told her, like, I love my daughter to death, but I'd rather you be mad at nine than struggling at 18. Ooh. So, oh, shit. Um, she get over you. She not. And 10, 15 minutes, she'll be changing her mind. She'll right. So, um, and yeah. I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? I Because I'm at an age now where I understand that, you know, when you first hear the lesson, you don't understand it until years later. Preach, and brother. I, <laughs> <laughs> this nigga. You know what I mean? So it's like, like I said in the beginning, like when we started in the beginning, like she'll be mad that I didn't give her, you know, this uh, LOL doll. I mean, she's probably still going to get it. She's full. But um, <laughs> but like um, if, if it came down to my last $20, I'm putting that $20 into a stock. I'm not putting that $20 yeah. onto some LOL doll. She can be mad at nine. She's going to reap the benefit when she's older. Um, Spit that okay. game. And, yeah. and not just stocks. Like you can open up a custodial IRA account. Okay. Most people don't know you can mm. put five, six, ten thousand into an IRA account. Just let the dividends be automatically reinvested, and that could grow for your kid. Mm. Same thing like as a stock account. People should learn about ETFs, electronically traded funds. You don't have Ooh, to know yeah. about stocks. You don't have to monitor them. You don't have to keep up with it. You don't have to watch it. Yeah. You can make real general bets like the S&P 500. Just bank on the top 500 companies on the American stock market. You just bet on the, you know, a, a straight real estate investment fund. Um, ETFs are all sorted, spreads out all the risk, but they earn dividends and they grow, typically grow with time and they keep up with inflation. Mm, so okay. most people can start an account like that for their child. They're called custodial accounts. You can start custodial brokerage accounts, allow you to buy and trade stocks. You can start custodial retirement accounts like IRAs. You can start both of those for your children as soon as they're born. I, I have a young niece that had a that had a baby girl that literally the day of her birthday is the first day I started her custodial brokerage account. She was probably about six hours old. That's fucking crazy. She got that social? I feel like some of the things that, because one in the previous episode, actually Tracy alluded to some of the resources that we have that not everybody has. And we had talked about some of the things that were missing, but he had called you out uh, specifically and said, maybe black youth and millennials don't have an Uncle Lenny like I do to have that resource, right? So just, you know, give me some acknowledgement. But um, because like that resource, like that is, that's, it's, it's, it's priceless, man. Because you can literally change the entire life of that human based on your your knowledge yeah, and what you were to and what you did. But that's why we're here, ladies and gentlemen. So y'all going to take this episode and not just watch it for your own benefit, right. but show this to your family members. You know what I mean? My uncle right here, he dropped some gems. Oh. It's not just for you. It's for everybody. Everybody can benefit off of this. We've been playing the short game for far too long. Mm -hmm. It's time to put our money where we want our families to be in the future. So right. definitely, if you're listening, share this with somebody because there's a lot of gems in here. And we all want, we all want everybody to grow in the direction of where they want to be. But you got to make that effort. You got to share this. It's all about the action, baby. You got to take the step. There's one other thing that I'm going to mention. It's not related to stocks, but this is something that I realized so went. I mean, we can get there. Yeah. We can get there. Hey, listen, because this is this is flowing. Um, the other thing that I realized in 2019, and you touched on it when uh, you said that um, I really just lost my fucking train of thought. That's crazy. <laughs> Boom. I know what I'm talking about. I just want to tie it into this. Interview. But um, credit cards. Right, yeah. the biggest lie we talked about the myth. It was a myth. I got in my ear about how fucking horrible credit cards were, and credit card debt'll fuck you up, and it will linger over you forever. I fucking decided to pick up a book, read some shit, 
opened up two credit cards account. My fucking credit score went through the roof. I can buy everything. Nobody questions me about wanting to get a million, uh, not a million, but a lot of money out of the bank, right? It makes life easier. I'm not open to a lot of other opportunities. And I know that was one of the other things that somebody can start at a certain age when you're young because my uncle put me on his credit card as like a, like a secondary person, authorized whatever. Authorized user. Yeah, authorized yeah. user. That's what yeah. it was. When I was like 12 or some shit. And when I went to apply for this credit card in 2019, you know, they do a little fucking, you know, credit, whatever, one of the three things that fucking do your credit background mm-hmm. or whatever. It showed me my report, and it was like, yeah, you have 18 years of credit history. I said, from when? And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that helped substantially yes. in the credit card acquisition. I was like, yo, that was a fucking good-ass look. Yes. And uh, the reason I said it is because people don't even, I didn't know this, like, what actually goes into your credit score? And, uh, you know, 35% of your payment history, 30% of your amount owed. Right, it's like how much you mow, how much credit is available, right? So utilization rate. 15% is the length of history in your credit score. Everything's about credit score. 15% of my credit score was just because my uncle decided to make me an authorized user when I was 12 years old. That's fucking crazy. That's why I brought that up as a, as a credit card and in the myth. And that's, yeah, hey, I think that's another good idea. Well, first off, it's got to be if you're going to pay the credit card. There's right. no point in putting your kid as an authorized <laughs> user on your card and you're not going to pay it. And ruin their shit. But, yeah. But that is another way, and another way to help build your credit. Um, if you're looking to build your credit, you're looking for a hack to kind of cut around the corner, is find someone that has good credits. Find someone that has the, you know, the, the amount and the score that you're looking for, and uh, find a way to leverage their credit. Ask them, even if you need be, pay them. Let them get you on as an authorized signer on their card. That help build up your credit history, to help expand your credit utilization, and help you reach your credit goals a little quicker. Mm, that's crazy. That shit, that, literally, when I read that, that shit really yeah. fucked with me. I'm like, yo. <laughs> most credit card, no, yeah, fuck, most credit cards can have up to like 10 authorized users on that's it. That's crazy. So, like, I even, I even heard one guy, he had. <laughs> responsible, you know, yeah, he, <laughs> Well, there was Swipe one guy that, that's out there, um, that, that, that's out there that he actually got his credit score up to about 750. And what he started to do was he actually started to sell time on his credit cards as an authorized user. Oh, and he was charging people $250 a month because he had great credit oh, and it was bumping their credit. So <laughs> it's like getting your credit together and getting your credit card with a high limit. And you can also yeah. leverage that and monetize that. Hey, yo, bro, if you, if you get, you know, if you start using your imagination. Dude, that's crazy, and the thing the thing that was always because I think you gotta you gotta look into what these what these taught behaviors are based on, what the premises are. It was that credit cards are bad. Credit cards fuck up your credit history mm-hmm. or credit uh, credit score. That means you can't get a fucking house because everything was about getting a house and like fucking buying and owning a house back in the day. When in reality, it's because that's the behavior that either they learned or what they reinforced versus looking at some alternatives, which are get a credit card but don't change your spending habits. Just cycle it through. I want to ask y'all opinion. Like, how is like, what's the track record from they? Like, have you ever noticed like they? You know, like they be saying, oh. and they always like they be wronged in the motherfucker. Ain't you? <laughs> 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 I appreciate you. Like, yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> like as older you get, you be like, they ain't know what the they fuck they was talking shit. about. I thought they said this. <laughs> and then you find out it's that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They <laughs> said zig. You find out you supposed to say like. They just be setting you up. Nobody knows. They just be setting you up. <laughs> Learn it for yourself. Yeah, Nobody knows. Exactly, nothing. exactly. But I mean, I just say that to say is the beauty of like being able to start your child young, set him up, create good habits and still good habits. Because I know how much I changed. 2019 was my year for like finances, man. This was huge. 
And, uh, you know, that's just something I feel like if it's teachable, you can learn it. It's out there. It's grass wise, but maybe not always be taught in house. Right. Something like you may, you may have to be the one that breaks the old cycle and starts the new one. Right. Huge responsibility. But, uh, yeah, man, learn, looking at fucking credit cards, make sure y'all spend y'all shit. If you're going to spend a thousand dollars a month, regardless, why can't you just spend a thousand dollars a month, but put them on your credit card to boost your credit score. Maybe you get perks like travel points or cash back or, you know, 15% on the shit you were going to buy. Like, maybe you get 50% off Apple because you love Apple so much. You get 15% off it or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, let's talk about Bitcoin, though, because I know y'all niggas love Bitcoin. You Uncle Bitcoin. Tracy talks about Bitcoin all the fucking time when you're not around. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, by the way, if you don't know what Bitcoin is, shame on you. Um, and if you do know what Bitcoin is, it sucks that you didn't know what it was, like, 10 fucking yeah, years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago. <laughs> exactly. And I'm one of those people. Um, yeah. You got to eat that shit. Uh, but yeah, so how did you even get into that? You, are, you, I heard you like, you were like the person that was like talking and talking and, and you know, express some knowledge. Can I add on top of that? Yeah. Explain to the viewers what's the difference. <laughs> Just explain to the viewers what the difference is between cryptocurrency versus fiat currency. Shit, explain to me, fuck the viewers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So fiat currency is the technical name for the money system we have now and most of the world has. Um, the, it's a money system like dollars or the British pounds or Japanese yen, right? Federal Reserve prints them up. They make them. They print them the dollar, hundred dollar bill, the dollar bills that we all know. They print them. They control the money supply, right? Like, like you guys were saying, money's fake. It's all fabricated. It is, right? Like Survivor with Tom Hanks. He had a million dollars. Facade. He would. I mean, he would use it for firewood. <laughs> he would use it for fire, and it's because it has no intrinsic value. It has no value in it. It's just paper. It, like they always say, money doesn't grow on trees, but actually, it, well, does. They, it does. They it cut does. them down and they make paper and they yeah. print it out. So, so like, it's just like, and, and for our money, we got one special place that makes this special paper. And it's like, I think it's like down in Kentucky. And they're like the only ones that make our paper for the last 140 years. But yeah, that's the one, that's how they keep us away from My money come know, from Kentucky? Yeah. No, just the paper. Wow. Just the paper. <laughs> like they guard the paper like crazy. But. So that's where our fiat money system comes from. That's what makes it fiat. So whenever, like right now, with our economy was hurting with Corona last year, um, production went down. People were hurting because they, you know, they weren't working. They weren't making money. They needed money. So we put more money into the economy. The Federal Reserve created more money, right? We didn't create more goods. We didn't create more service. Actually, it was less goods and less service. But the Fed created more money. So. What that does is make the price of goods and service go up. Like we've seen the That's price the of, wage, yeah, we've seen all the food prices go up. We've seen all the gas prices go up. We've seen all the grocery prices go up. So cryptocurrencies are digital currencies. They're made up on the internet. They're made up by algorithms, peoples, groups, all over the internet. So Bitcoin is different. I know. I know you're like, where the fuck are we going with this? Bitcoin is no, different though. you good. <laughs> He just high. He just high. Yeah, I'm just high. Bitcoin's <laughs> different. Wine, bro. It Bit is. Bitcoin's the first cryptocurrency, and it's different, and it's better than all the other coins. <laughs> it's different, and it's better, so we got $35,000 to give you Bitcoin. Well, I, I mean, for starters, a lot of people are running away from it because it's $50,000. 
Bitcoin isn't over. Bitcoin will be a hundred dollars, a million dollars by 2030. Why would it be though? Why? Like because Bitcoin the is scarce. The supply of Bitcoin is finite, and just like I was explaining with fiat money, that supply is not finite. They it will change every year. Next year we will raise the debt ceiling. They'll have to print more money and put it in the economy. The year after, they're going to have another. You know, something else is going to happen in the economy and people are going to want another stimulus. They're going to print more money and put it in the economy. So Bitcoin, that can't happen. There's 21 million Bitcoins. So in that case, Bitcoin is just as finite as the state of Pennsylvania. Like they're not making a new state of Pennsylvania. They're not making a new house on this block. That's why no matter how much money they put in the economy, this house will rise in value. Right, because this house is scarce, and our dollars are not scarce. I see. So as the dollars increase, the scarce items increase in value. Like you see, wealthy people always like Bill, uh, Jay Z was talking about buying art, right? Yeah. Buying art. The reason why art is a good investment for rich people is because it appreciates in value. And every time you hear about the Mona Lisa being sold, it's being sold for a record number. Right. Because okay. the money supply is constantly increasing, so it might be worth. A billion dollars a day, but in ten years it'll be worth two. Artwork. <laughs> well, artwork, things houses, that appreciate things that are, value. Things that are valuable and scarce. Like it can't just be valuable; it has to be scarce. Okay. I mean, like Lexuses are valuable; they're not scarce. Uh, you know, but dumb now, motherfuckers. you know, and Mustangs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It has to be like a combination. So like with crypto, that's what happens with Bitcoin. Bitcoin is, there's only 21 million Bitcoins, so it's going to constantly appreciate against fiat. And once they get the, huh? Oh, <laughs> with the NFTs, bro. Oh, I didn't Let's go. smoke I don't like getting into them because it's. <coughs> I mean, they're a good medium of exchange, and you have platforms that are creating them and creating them for mediums of exchange. Again, I don't trust. Okay, here goes my problem with fiat money. It relies on trust in government and trust in people. My nephew and all of them will tell you I'm not good at trust. Like, that's my weakness. Mm -hmm. So I don't like trusting governments and I don't like trusting people. Um, and that's why we have problems with our banks. Bad at saving can't people. trust. Yeah, yeah. It's for real. And I got bad, I got trust issues. I do. So I got trust issues with our government. Our government can, the IRS can decide you made too much money 10 years ago and they can take it right out of your account. And I, I don't <coughs> think that's fair. I, want, I would like the ability to be able to resist that. And Bitcoin offers the ability to resist the government censorship. Like the IRS can't take it, the government can't take it. You have no way of taking it, and that's really the truth threatening it. And some of these NFTs and some of these other <coughs> coins, their their popularity comes is tied to government adoption or government approval. And I don't necessarily think we need government. A Bitcoin is done very well without government approval. So something like, for example, XRP <coughs> is another cryptocurrency. Yeah, buy other cryptos, yeah. Ripple, and all the banks, you know. Santander, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Chase Man, <coughs> all the banks say they love XRP. Oh, they like XRP. They want people to adopt XRP. Even the government said that they could see one day that you could be able to pay taxes with XRP. I don't invest in XRP because there are literally 5 <coughs> billion XRP. 5 billion? Yes. Which is a lot. 
The shit I got okay. one over here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, and, and the fact that Wells Fargo likes it doesn't. Like, I, I, I worked in finance. So, like, most people think, like, most people mm. need to understand that, like, not everybody has the same goals. <clears throat> like, you and your bank don't have the same goals. Mm. Like, you and your bank don't have the same ends. So, like, so a lot of people think, well, my bank likes XRP, so I'll invest in XRP because my bank likes it. Well, your bank likes XRP because it can take it and tax it. They, that's why they like XRP. They don't make any money on transaction fees for Bitcoin. That's why they don't like Bitcoin. They can charge transaction fees for XRP, so that's why they like it. Um, and that's what it is. So, like, like, for example, all the money you have in your bank is a liability for your bank. It's your <clears> asset, <throat> but to the bank, it's a liability. Your car loan or your house loan, your debt, that's an asset to the bank. But the cash in your bank account is a liability to the bank. So the bank has, you and the bank, you, you want to have less loans and more cash in the bank. And your bank wants you to have more loans and less cash. So y'all don't have the same goals. So I don't know why you're going to decide make investment decisions based on what they think is good. All right, take a moment. Let that shit sink. <laughs> I didn't expect to get all this. I mean, I man, I knew, I knew Uncle uh, Uncle Bitcoin, aka Lenny. Shit, we all gonna be watching this episode, yeah, taking notes. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna go back. If I'm gonna go back and take notes, y'all motherfuckers better go back and take notes because I knew this man for longer than y'all did, and I'm about to go back and take some fucking notes. Um, man, y'all got anything else? That was a lot. <laughs> I'm like, I don't. This episode gonna be six hours long. <clears throat> yeah, we're gonna have to break this one up, but uh. A value of gold, of fucking gems, man. Speaking of um, gold, go rack my man's uh, song, man. Gold change, you know what I'm saying? Go straight. Oh, you ain't had to do that. I'm, just, you know, I'm little old me. Gold change. <laughs> 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 yeah, that shit, is, that shit is fire. That shit is fire. That shit is fire. Of course, we always like to do in-house acknowledgments too. Yes, my man got here thank with the music. Staying consistent with it. That's the big thing, right? Take the action, be consistent yes, with it. Yes, definitely. And, uh, change your life, bro. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Same be thing with President Press. Yes, yes sir. Y'all in the game. And uh, Lenny, where can they find you? You got? Any, I know you like Cobra. Yeah, I'm at Uncle Bitcoins on IG. Yeah. Oh, you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a joke. <laughs> yeah. Bitcoin no, on it IG. literally was sure. a joke. Because um, I was talking about Bitcoins back in 2014 when it was like uh, $900, $1,000. <laughs> so all my friends was telling me that I was crazy. I didn't know what I was talking about. Are you friends? Yeah, no, they're still friends. I keep oh, them around to make sure I can remind them. <laughs> <laughs> make right. sure I can stun on them. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I decided yeah. to make a moniker. Make the bricks they throw at you. Build with them. Mm. Oh. Yeah. That's fire. Yeah. That's fire. Talk, that's to a the bar. To the, out to the house. Yeah. Though. He going to score that. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo. You go here. <laughs> this episode could have went about another hour easily. Um, so, we know we're going to have a part two. I'm already excited for a part two because clearly... There's a lot of there's a lot of gems we get to give y'all. We touched on the surface of what we was even going to talk about. <clears throat> this was definitely the most gem worthy and most time spent worthy. Um, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Y'all already know holding the left side. We got President Press, aka the intellect. We got my man Lenny, aka Thanks Uncle Bitcoin. Follow him. Appreciate y'all coming on the show, man. I really feel like we just fucking y'all just. You, you He's just, gonna leave me out. Like that. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. You just spewed it. I just gave you all the good stuff, man. I really appreciate that. And uh, of course, we got ego, aka the raw. Shout out. Watch his new uh, episode. Well, actually, you got a new. It's a. It's a okay. I ain't gonna tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dollar. Dollar. Go to your stream of shit. Um, cameraman, CJ, specialist. You already know. 
Evan, the voice, Swax. Man, I'm excited, boy, because guess what? You just got the real. Peace. <laughs>